Welcome to episode number 158 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. Uh, we are recording on April 24th, 2022. My name is Eric, the host of the show, based in Southern Ontario. Apparently I'm a hugger, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. Uh, started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. And I'm Alan, I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, master of disguise, and overall safety nerd. Not a hugger. Not a hugger. Yeah. Nice to see you back, Ian. And I'm yeah, Hughes man, from Nova Scotia. Back. Oh, sorry. Hughes from Nova Scotia, Canadian Armed Forces veteran, firefighter, amateur rancher, recreational recreational pilot, and prepper. Uh, I've been preaching and living the prepper lifestyle to varying degrees for the last decade. It used to be six years, but I guess I had to update that. So, yeah. You, uh, you are also our resident overachiever. Yes. We'll see. And possibly the new Ian. Conspiracy theories happen now. <laughs> uh, I'm Scott, a first responder from Ontario. I like learning things, and I worry about our fragile infrastructure. And, and yes, and we I'm, do have a StreamYard link. <laughs> and I'm Jeff. I'm based in uh, central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, and general overall handyman. Hello, everybody. I'm Brad from eastern Ontario. Consider myself a part-time amateur prepper who's constantly trying to better myself. All right. If you want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We've got uh, the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch available at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, all the proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook, submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good, bad, and even just topics you want us to cover. You can either email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or join us in the Discord server where we have an entire thread dedicated just to topics. All right. We've got some uh, pricey content for you in this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with some recent news articles. Then we're going to update you on what we've done for our own preparedness since the last episode. Then we're going to get into the main topic, the next level in prepping gear. So let's move into the news, shall we? Um, thank you, Ian, for putting all these in your notes and then not showing up tonight. I didn't have to do any work and just had to delete your name from the notes. A few things that not I put in here. Um, Biden administration has finally acknowledged that there are food supply issues. Um, Spain has begun food rationing. Awesome. And... So a string of food plant damages. So this includes um, uh, processing facilities and distribution centers. So this is, you know, over the last three or four months, there have been, I, I want to say, 14 um, major fire slash explosions at food processing or distribution centers. And the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that this is, uh, um, this is targeted, but... Uh, I've also haven't done any uh, any research at all into whether or not this is just a normal thing and we're just hyper fixated on food supply and logistics. So I don't know whether this is abnormal or this is just or this is something that is weird that we should be paying more attention to it. So for me, kind of on the same topic, uh, there's a local university here in Halifax, uh, Dalhousie. Uh, they did a research uh, showing that the um, uh, a report on the increase in food price. Um, and they said that from 2021 to 2022, you're going to see an increase of $966 Canadian for a family of four. Um, that includes two teenagers, but with three young kids, um, that kind of, kind of falls in line with where I am now. And, 
Um, I mean, obviously, we see the numbers for inflations, we see the percentage uh, percentages, but how much does that really add up in dollars? Well, it's basically almost a thousand bucks, right? So um, that's gonna that's gonna be hard for some people to swallow. Um, so good good piece of news, and it's it's actually tailored to the Canadian uh, population here. So that's what I have for news there. And on the whole topic of uh, food, um, the farmers can't really grow anything without fertilizer. And in their infinite wisdom, Union Pacific Railway in the United States says they're about to start, quote, metering their rail traffic. Um, and the farmers and other uh, distributors are saying that could potentially cut fertilizer deliveries by as much as 20%. Um, I guess they're basically saying there is an overload of rail traffic and so they're they're metering what they what they send out and it's only gonna hurt even more on the food end of it by the sounds of it and fertilizers with now, the does that mean that they're yeah does that mean they're charging more to use the rail line or charging at all now no what what I, my understanding by they're saying metering is they're only giving a certain percentage of train traffic to different areas like you know, moving vehicles and moving grains and fertilizers and fuel and all that, instead of, you know, maybe one train having, you know, 50% fuel and 20% something else, they're going to be cutting the numbers down and having the trains more diversified. But by doing that, they're, they're cutting back on everything else. So, yeah, that's going to suck for a lot of farmers around here. Yeah, it's going exactly. to suck for a lot of people everywhere. Yeah. Um, I've been rather focused on Ukraine these days. I just had a friend who returned from uh, from there volunteering as a medic. And it sounds uh, like it's every bit as bad as it's being made out to be. So it's uh, anyway, that's been on my mind. Um found a really interesting uh, article talking about SpaceX because they had donated a whole lot of uh, equipment to keep internet going in Ukraine. Uh, they, they were subject to a Russian cyber attack. Uh, the articles I've read didn't release the technical details, which obviously we'd like to know, but it makes sense why they don't. But the Pentagon was very complimentary in their praise of the company's eye-wateringly fast response. Uh, apparently a single line of code was able to undo all the, the jamming attack that uh, was happening. So that's quite impressive. So that actually makes me really happy um, sort of seeing that, uh, uh, you know, some of the infrastructure can actually fight back. Uh, we know Elon is a big supporter of this podcast. So I'll uh, jump to an early shout out and thank him for all the Bitcoin he keeps sending to my wallet. <laughs> Somebody's got That's quick fingers for that from. one line of code. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, Russia had threatened uh, SpaceX. They blamed them for the sinking of that uh, that Russian warship, saying that they were um, using their uh, satellites to help out uh, Ukraine to pinpoint where their troops were and where to shoot and everything, and they had threatened to uh, take them down. So kind of interesting that they even tried it. Well, exactly. You know, you sort of, we're all aware of, of the threat of cyber attack and the fact that you're actually hearing about it. I'm like, oh, that is quite, quite interesting. 
Well, if you remember as well, <clears throat> a few weeks or a few months before the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine or, you know, special military operation, like they're calling it, the Russians actually used a weapon to knock a satellite out of space. Um, so they were basically, I don't know if they were just testing it for themselves or trying to show their capability, uh, but we know that they do have, and probably a lot of other countries around the world, like China and US and whatnot, you know, they have the capabilities of knocking these satellites out of space. So, you know, there's always a possibility they could knock those satellites out of space as well, right? So, Well, and any of those systems tend to create a whole lot of orbital debris that just puts more risk on all the other satellites. And I mean, it's such a... A crowded, well, that's why, crowded area. Yeah, the space community was up in arms, not just because they, they did this test and, and they actually shot down a satellite, but uh, by exploding it in space, it created all this debris that was basically threatening the International Space Station and a lot of the other satellites up there, right? So, Oh, dear. Stuff. Yep. But, uh, I think we might have to do another episode on something like that. It's good times, guys. Really good times. <laughs> it's always so cheery talking with you uh, guys. How about we uh, lighten the mood a touch and move into what we've done lately for preps to make sure we're ready for you know space invaders and such? Uh, let's see. I rolled around in a room full of puppies. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> rode a unicorn for a while. <laughs> Here we go. Here come the rainbows and puppies. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you woke up. <laughs> yeah, and I woke up and I did some outdoor spring work. Uh, I bought a, a few duplicate tools, I, just a couple of cheap bow saws, because um, you know I'd, I'd sooner have a couple of cheapies that I can you know give to to people in need or scavenge for parts or whatnot. Uh, and thinking about uh, what's going on in the world, I continued playing with some Faraday boxes, and ah, they're finicky, silly little things. So. I'm still wrestling, trying to perfect my uh, the big one I'm working on. I got some uh, exterior house renos going on. Got some new siding going on in the next little bit. And two new windows went in here on Friday. Very happy about how they look. Uh, sealing up the exterior of the house versus, uh, versus the cold and seasonal depending weather. Uh, did a little bit of fuel rotation. I bought a new axe. It was on sale at Princess Auto. Uh, and I bought uh, from Rapid Survival, I bought some uh, some more Berkey filters and a solar panel that I think, Eric, you were testing out. And I agree to have that in my camper for the season. We're going to test that out before we go probably next weekend. See how that works. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, the nice little foldable uh, solar panels. So. Yeah. Sure, it'll, do, do, uh, it'll do you well, I'm sure. Is that the same one I was that quite I have? impressed with it. Yep, it's the only one I sell, so I'm going to imagine. Oh, yeah, that's, they're fantastic. I absolutely love every second of that when I'm camping. Sweet. Good, good, good. Charge all my gear and then charge the battery packs during the day so that I can keep my equipment charged at night. Because yeah. apparently when I go camping, I need to watch movies. I guess that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, now, so. that's, a, that's a requirement, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I, I love it. I uh, just did a little bit of food prep. I started growing some uh, garden items inside. Yeah, once it finally warms up, I mean, it was 17 here today. Beautiful day. It's supposed to be plus three on Wednesday. So uh, still waiting for the warmer weather to come. Uh, like Scott, I did a little bit of work on my Faraday box. Uh, seems like every time I really want to get on it, something else pops up. And I did a crap load of firewood today. I got a couple of trailer loads of uh, wood on uh, yesterday, and I've got a few more loads coming on Tuesday. So 
Uh, for myself, uh, earlier this year in February or so, I invested it in a solar generator setup. Uh, so I've typically always relied on gas. Um, big fan of the Honda generators, but uh, I invested in in EcoFlow uh, solar generator as well as some Renergy solar panels. Um, so what I really love about this setup is that it's portable, it's discreet, it's renewable. Um, and it's something we'll definitely be using as a family for off-grid adventures. We do have a travel trailer. We'll be able to use that um, as well as uh, we'll be clearing uh, our new lot shortly uh, and then harvesting that wood uh, and milling some wood for a cabin and whatnot. So more on that uh, probably later to spring, summertime. Awesome. Sounds like fun. Uh, for myself, uh, survived COVID or the flu or whatever the hell you want to call it call it what you want it sucked and uh made her through uh got the new antenna up so there's 277 feet of wire now running along my property and uh it's <laughs> fantastic that's awesome <laughs> so, yeah yeah it's, it's a lot of antenna it's uh yeah but i just uh i just finished getting it all set up today and as soon as i got her plugged in came into uh, the shack here and fired up the radio and first contact I made was Finland. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. Nice. I, I, I think it's working. So that I wish cool. I knew how to say congratulations in Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say it in radio 73. There you go. Um, and then uh, some chimney work. So uh, got our, our one chimney capped off because we uh, redid our house a while ago with uh, our layout and no longer have that fireplace so it was a little drafty with that being open still so uh, that's all capped off so we shouldn't be getting the drafts anymore so that's good and uh yeah and then finished up a, a little computer nerd course there while uh while battling the fun-filled covid slash flu slash whatever you want to call it so got more techie knowledge in the brain now so and apparently certified because they gave me a certificate for it so mm-hmm. yeah and uh I'm not going to go back any significant distance. I've been away for a few weeks, but uh, a lot of working, a lot of family things. Um, my latest thing for the homestead here is that I added a whole bunch of uh, gym equipment. I got a really good deal. So i um, got more weight plates coming and a new bench and an elliptical machine, and it's all going to go in my fancy new garage. Very nice. Yeah. Speaking of weight plates, does anybody know where I can get plates for a vest? Everybody vest? around here seems to be out of them. Um, like just a, a you, training vest. You, you need the oh, vest? just lead weights. Yeah. Just go to a tire shop, um, yeah. and they can give you the lead weights that they take off tires. And I mean, if you want to, you can smelt them into whatever shape you want, or just just tie them together with some some duct tape, and they'll give you some quick cheap weights. There you go. Or use Got sand. It. Or you sand? <laughs> well, I had I had thought of the sand thing, but I was looking more for the um, like the rucking vests that the other CPP uses to oh. do their ruck challenges and whatnot. Those kinds of plates. I have the vest, but everybody around seems to be out of plates. Mm. Hmm. Wonder if Andrew from the other CPP would know. Yeah, I was going to say well, Andrew. I Yeah, we'll uh, maybe we'll reach out to him and see uh, see if he's got something for you. But uh, with that, maybe we'll move into the uh, the main topic. We're uh, touching on preps in the uh, hundred to five thousand dollar range and what we would uh, want slash need slash uh, purchase if we had the funds. 
So we will start out with Hughes. Yeah. So I would, um, I mean, obviously this range of, you know, hundred to $5,000 is pretty broad. Um, but I would say, you know, start by determining your budget. If you can start off with a lump sum and if you're just getting starting the prepping, if you can start with a lump sum grade, and then if you can put some money aside every paycheck or use some of that money towards your prepping, uh, it's a good way to go about it. Um, you know, living by checklists, um, to determine your prepping wants and needs and all that. But I would say, um, I'm going to go back to what I purchased earlier this year, which was a solar generator. Um, I mean, having the ability to, uh, power, um, anything, right. So whether it be medical devices, electronics, uh, flashlights, all that stuff, obviously very essential, um, in a situation where you're off grid or a situation where you're out of power. Um, and the, the one drawback that I always had with the gas generators, obviously, is if you run out of gas, the generator is no, no good at that point. Right. Um, and really these, these solar generators have really come a long way in the last few years, especially in the last year. There's a lot of good brands out there, uh, like Jackery, um, Blue Yeti, um, uh, EcoFlow. There's there's a few other nice brands out there, um, but I mean, this is really something that you can get for a few hundred bucks, or you can spend way more than five thousand bucks on, right? So oh, yeah. determining Go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really determining, uh, and, and I mean, you can make your own at home. I mean, you can get some panels, you can use some 12 volt, uh, batteries. Um, you know, you can go to a junkyard and find, you know, newer cars that have been in accidents and just buy the batteries off them for like 20 or 30 bucks. Right. Um, and you can make a pretty decent setup. Um, and the, for something that would fit your, your needs. And the great thing about obviously, uh, the solar stuff is that it's re- renewable, so you don't need to rely on fuel. Uh, the other thing too <clears throat> is that it's it's quiet. So obviously, if you're going to be running it, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. I don't care how quiet a generator is, even if it's a really quiet Honda. Uh, if nobody else around you is running a generator, that could really draw a- attention to yourself, right? And then lastly, having something that's portable. So if you need to buck out, being able to take that solar setup with you is great. I mean, it's nice to have something that's tied to your house, but that's going to be a whole home solution that you're not going to be able to move easily. So uh, a set of setup like this obviously is more for camping, for a travel trailer, or uh, if your house is out of power. So again, I would probably one of the first things I would do is, you know, obviously once take a look at food first and water and all kind of stuff. But if you're going to make a one big purchase, this would probably be one of the first ones would be a solar solar, uh, generator um, and then get two or three solar panels to be able to recharge the battery uh, battery throughout the day. Uh, And some of the ones like the one I got from EcoFlow actually do pass through charging as well. So you can charge the solar generator with the solar panels as well as draw power from it at the same time. So not all of them do that, but that's a great option to have as well. So, yeah, the technology in solar has really come like an incredibly long way, even the last couple of years, as far as portability goes. It's uh, it's definitely something that's high up on my list as well because it's like you said, you can pick it up, you can move it. You need power no matter where you're going. It's right. not strapped down <clears throat> to your house, so it can come with you, and you can use it in everyday activities too. It doesn't have to be just tucked away waiting for you know the whole sh- uh, shit at the fan scenario. You can use it on the family trips. You can use it right. in the in the backyard if you need to power something. You can you can move it around and, and use it all for all kinds of things, which you know brings us back to what we always say: practice using your your gear because so you know how to use it in uh, in a bad situation, right? So, 
Yeah, and the big thing too is we've gone from the lead acid uh, batteries to the lithium, right? So that's yep. that's come a long way as well. So obviously, lithium is more expensive, but I mean it's lighter. Um, the the charge capacity, right? I don't know what the word is, but the amount of power you can put in the same amount of space is much greater. Um, so I think that's really what makes these solar generators something worthwhile now, because um, this is not something we really could do with twelve volt, you know, lead acid. Yeah. Uh, batteries right so and um these are running pure sine wave which is which is a pretty big deal when you're looking at running uh medical equipment so i mean if you're somebody that or somebody in your family that needs a cpap machine um this is something that you really need to 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 look into as far as prepping right so yep that's wild the uh the weight difference in uh in lithium batteries versus the uh, the lead acid i just got a couple of uh the lithium batteries for my my ham gear and when they showed up, like the, the box has to be empty. Like there's, there's no way that there's a battery in here. But yeah, compared to what you're expecting, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's wild, wild. Well, you, you think of the lead acid battery jumper pack, where you know mm-hmm. it's the size of a small microwave, versus yeah. the the lithium ion ones that's you know the size of an old Discman maybe or Walkman or something. Like, the old guy. Even for my car, I mean, I've always had a jumper box in my vehicle. I mean, I had jumper cables, but I had the jumper box as well to get myself out of a bind. And I always had, like, you know, the MotorMaster Canadian Tire Special that had the lead acid in it. And then I I made the purchase... (laughs) I made the purchase last year, and I went to Anoco, which has the the lithium in it. Um, And it's just unreal. It it weighs, you know, one-fifth of what the old one does. And it's got got way more juice in it, too. So And you can toss it in the glove box. Yeah, I've had yeah, three of those Motormaster Eliminator Power Box jumper things, whatever. And then my father-in-law got me uh, one of the NOCO ones on a deal at Canadian Tire at some point. And love the fact that you've got the USB port on it. It's magnetic. Uh, no, this one wasn't magnetic. But it's got the flashlights to it. And you can jump your car with it. They went on sale again at Canadian Tire, I think, a year and a half ago not too far away from me. And I jumped and I bought two more of them. They were totally worth the wait. Yep. Um, I think it was Scott who you said uh, you, you could go and build your own power box. I built three of those as well with solar panels, but I had yet Hughes to find one that has the pass-through technology so I can charge and use at the same time. I'd love to know which one you got. So I got the EcoFlow Delta, um, and that's the only one that I found that had the pass-through on it, which was one of the big features I wanted because um, ultimately, uh, you know, I may not be able to charge it using a gas generator, but if I can, it's going to be a lot quicker than solar. Um, so being able to charge the um, charge a solar generator as well as use the devices at the same time is huge. And um, this one here, I did a quick review on my YouTube channel, um, but I mean, it's got six six outlets on it. It's got USB A, USB C, uh, and it can run all of those at the same time, uh, which is which is I think I think the maximum output is like something like. 22 or 2300 watts so it's equivalent to one of the honda uh eu 2000 suitcase uh generators right and it's pretty incredible incredible that it can do this off lithium batteries right and it can do it for quite a while as well so that's awesome you want to throw a plug in for your youtube channel go for it yeah i know what your youtube channel is Uh, i'll uh i'll hit up that later and uh I'll, i'll review that well view it and then be uh, doing my own research to get one that's awesome to have the pass through on it that's wicked yeah and again that's the only one that i found i mean um this was back like two months ago i did look at yeti 
uh, or sorry, Blue Yeti, Jackery, uh, Goal Zero was another one. Um, and I think they all had great features, but it really came down to uh, the features that I needed and wanted. Uh, and for me, it was EcoFlow. Again, this is not, I'm not sponsored. I paid for this with my own uh, mm-hmm. uh, money and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it really just came came down to the features that I wanted. And that was one of the big ones. So yeah, I can see Passu being really important. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe I'll uh, throw out a couple of the, uh, the ideas here that uh, Ian's tossed in the uh, the show notes. So he mentions uh, Berkey water filters, which I'd say, yeah, those are probably about a medium medium range, depending on the ones you're looking to purchase. Uh, night vision would just be fun. We'll be kidding. It'd be great to have. <laughs> uh, Agreed. Uh, yeah, the fun that could be had with that would be great. Um, mentions HF radio. Yeah, for sure that you can you can go down the rabbit hole just like you can go down the rabbit hole with uh, solar. You can go down one heck of a habit, uh, rabbit hole with HF radios. So, yeah, with the well, and, and especially if you've got a solar generator to power it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna get a solar generator to power your HF radio, <laughs> yeah, you're going down some rabbit holes. <laughs> but yeah, you're easily looking eight hundred to, to fifteen hundred for for an HF radio. So it's definitely a, a bigger purchase. Uh, extra chainsaw because who couldn't use an extra chainsaw? I do want to mention something on chainsaws. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I've always been a proponent of if it doesn't run on gas, you don't need it. Um, but now my mindset is shifting, and you know I'm I bought into the Dewalt tools. Some people buy into it, Milwaukee. Whatever you buy into, you're just going to stick to it, right? And I bought a or sorry, I got a uh, Dewalt chainsaw that runs off the 20 volts, and I kind of. You know, I kind of bought it, not as a joke, but like just as for something to do, right? But yep. um, having the ability to have, I mean, obviously, if you're going to be cutting, you know, two or three cords of wood, you're going to be doing with this thing. But for just around the house, I mean, you don't need to prime it. You don't need to start it. You don't need to deal with gas or anything. It's quick. It's there. It just works. And also in a situation where, again, I, I mean, you're probably not going to be cutting down a lot of wood, but if you just need to cut down some firewood or something, um, you can recharge a battery off your solar generator. So again, you don't need to rely on gas. You don't need to rely on gas for your generator. You don't need to rely on gas for your chainsaw. You can just use a saw. And believe it or not, it's actually really, really quiet. You don't need ear protection or anything. Um, so yeah, if you're looking at getting a second chainsaw, I mean, if you're already bought, bought into the Milwaukee tools or the DeWalt tools, this may be an option because uh, the tool itself without the batteries is pretty cheap. So if you've already got the batteries... It's 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 actually a lot cheaper than a regular chainsaw. So that's a good point. Yeah, we we got a couple to test in our department, and they conventional lumber. We put them through. I think we put it through about a six inch log, uh, without a whole lot of effort. And uh, uh, I think the only challenge we had was um, the the chains were wearing out really, like a lot faster than we were expecting. But uh, for light for light duty work, they're fantastic. Like, yeah, we we've got a couple. We throw them, we throw them in our um, snowmobile groomers in the winter for, you know, you're you're out there a trail in the middle of nowhere and small tree fell down or something like that. Yeah, it's it's and they work really really well. Cool. Uh, he also mentions uh, crypto or precious metals. So we've done a couple of previous episodes on those. So if you want to dive down that rabbit hole, there's another one for you. So Coffee now we've got solar. Yeah. We've got solar, we've got HF radios, and we've got crypto and precious metals. So you've got a lot of rabbit holes to jump through if you're going to be uh, covering off these lists as we go through them. Is this is this a is this basically a clip show? Is that what we're doing now? Yeah, I think we're doing a clip show. Yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't uh, get my references for which episode to go back to, but uh, yeah, this is definitely all <laughs> things that we've covered in the past. Uh, mentions bulk food, always something good as a prepper to, to spend some money on. So yeah, if you got some extra cash or you're saving up, bulk food for sure, something good to, to store away. Um, then it gets boring with like mortgage lump sums and RESPs and yeah, get your pencil out and sharpen them. And, uh, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, okay, they're important things too course but uh yeah that's uh that's a list from ian so i mean that's i some good, i some good rabbit holes i went in yeah. pretty generic here like assuming top end right 5k buys you a lot mm -hmm. of long-term food and fuel to rotate although apparently not as much as it used to um <laughs> <laughs> 5k 5k puts a, puts a puts a down payment on some vacant property in the remote wilderness Gives you somewhere to go yep. if you really need it. Mm -hmm. uh, and 5K will also put a, a fair bit of money into training for whatever's missing. Ooh, that's a good so point. You, you can go, like, oh, you, can do, you can do two thirds of paramedic school with 5K. Um, yeah. So it, there's really? there's a lot of, there, there are a lot of options there. And I would I would say, I mean, training is one of those things where, where you're, it's always an investment. Um, it will always work out well for you in the end. Um, and it's something that can't be taken away. Um, you can also buy a lot of power tools for five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. And a few batteries for that chainsaw. Yeah, and a lot of batteries and a lot of chains. Yeah. Or some training on how to use the tools. Some training on how to use those tools. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I would I would start by taking a look at what you know, not necessarily what things am I missing, but what skills am I missing, and uh, see how far you can see how far you can get with that uh, with that sum of cash. It was really interesting how this topic started as medium-sized purchases. So we're just thinking like capital investment, that one-time thing. But looking at how everyone has spun it off differently, being training, being sort of bulk purchases so that you have you know, a side of beef in your freezer and you're rotating through, but all of a sudden you have a, a bigger pool that you're rotating through. Uh, so it's just interesting how everyone's kind of taken it and spun it and sort of very different directions with the same initial idea. I like that. I see the training one is one I never really thought about, but thinking back when I started shooting Black Badge, um, or I said, um, one of the trainers said, I would rather see you buy a $500 Glock and invest $1,500 in training than buying a $2,000 SDI and $0 in training. That $1,500 in training is going to buy you, I mean, with him at least at a time, is 100 bucks a night. So 15 sessions with somebody who's top ranked in Canada. Um, and, and it's really going to go a very, very long way. And I remember going in there with, you know, a SIG was around a thousand bucks. I invested in some training. I thought it was a good shot and I, I wasn't, um, I just wasn't at all. So, um, and, and that training went a long way to make that thousand dollar handgun seem like a much, much better handgun. So that training piece is awesome. Thanks for, for mentioning that. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. Nobody ever really thinks about that, but. Whatever, like whatever tool you have, you can't know how to away. use it. Yeah. And I, and, and I mean, that applies to just about everything. I mean, I, I, <laughs> so in my, in my day job, I recently had a, uh, um, we had a, um, a piece of equipment, uh, leak hydraulic fluid all over the place. And the, we have spill kits throughout the building so that people can clean up after themselves. And a 
very well-paid journeyman level tradesman who is, oh, this particular person was actually a foreman, um, took the absorbent socks that come in those kits um, and ripped them apart to get at the material inside to sprinkle over the, the, um, the spill in the hopes of absorbing the material. Um, so just because, just because you're really good at one thing doesn't mean you're, you're really good at something that is useful in an emergency. Um, <laughs> so, oh, that, that was, uh, that was a great moment. That was a great moment. I, I was, I was proud of myself there. Uh, proud of my team, but that's, but that's, it's, it goes to show that there is, um, there's no such thing as common sense. There's no, there, in, in, when, when emergencies happen, figuring it out isn't the right time to, or isn't necessarily the right solution. And that's, um, that's my story. And that's why I put training in there. And I think too that, you know, we always mention that practice makes perfect, but sometimes uh, learning a new skill involves actually having to study, to learn it from either a teacher or, you know, watching YouTube videos. And some examples are shooting. Um, I mean, you can practice as much, much, as much as you want, but you can probably learn a lot from somebody who's really great, great at it. Another thing is a uh, skill like uh, welding. Um, I mean, you can give me a welder and I can try my best for days and days and days and not be able to do what I can after one day's uh, training with an actual journeyman certified uh, welder, right? So, yep. Excellent example. Yep. Um, Eric, can we put this, this comment about the batteries from Denny up on the, uh, up on the screen here for a second? Uh, which um, one is it here? The third from, third from the bottom. I've got Ryobi and they're pretty darn good. Yeah. So, yep. I'm going to shame both of you on this. I mean, what? Ryobi has a lot of tools, but not one not one of them lasts any any length of time. Every every person I've ever seen that has Ryobi tools, they, they, they regret it instantly. I've had my original set for over six years. It's still going strong. Yeah, I've had mine about seven or eight, and I beat the crowd of it, and it's still going. You guys, those those are the two exceptions I've seen. I've seen <laughs> way more of them. Way more of them get destroyed in in days or weeks rather than. Uh, I mean, if you're using them at a commercial level, yeah, I, I'd say so. But like as a prosumer, <laughs> kind of, you know, like yeah, I've been through I, a couple I know, of generations of batteries, but I know why mine and Brad's have survived. We took the training. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you, Alan. That if you were on a commercial site, oh yeah, I'd leave my Ryobi home every day, and I'd go and get Milwaukee or or uh, uh, what is the other one there? Makita, Dewalt, or Makita. even Dewalt. Yeah. Um, but for what I do at home with it, I take care of my stuff as best as I can. Um, I just recently purchased a new grinder and a grease gun and a new. Uh, reciprocating saw, four new four amp batteries, and I I love my Ryobi because it's one battery for every single tool. I've actually been thinking about uh, buying what Hughes did there, going and buying a battery operated chainsaw to have in my in my trailer for whatever is needed, and I I'm totally gonna go and get a Ryobi one. I think too, like if you look at any job site, like. Yeah, you'll see the wall. You'll see Milwaukee, but you see a lot of Hilti and Met Metabo and all that kind of stuff. Metabo, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But you're talking about, you know, a Milwaukee recip saw is what maybe 150 or 200 bucks, the cordless one, right? 
the Motabo one is going to be almost eight or nine hundred bucks, right? So that's when you're getting to commercial industrial grade tools. I don't really think you can buy bad tools. I think even some of the Mastercraft and Craftsman, I think, are okay for home gamers, right? But um, it really comes down to how you treat your tools as well, I think. Um, one thing I did hear a lot of good things about is the Rigid battery warranty. So Rigid is the, I believe, is the house brand of Home Depot, mm-hmm. and they have yep. a lifetime warranty on their batteries. So my DeWalt batteries that I have, I've got some of the 20 volt, I've got some of the 60 volt. Um, I think the warranty on them is only a year. So once they go, that's it. I've got to buy a new, a new one. And for a lot, uh, for a lot of my tools, the batteries are more expensive than the tools themselves. But if you have Rigid, if a battery dies in 12 years, you bring it into Home Depot to give you a brand new one. So if that's a concern that's something you'd look at i don't know the quality of your tools but i have i have all rigid tools now i sold all my milwaukee's because i'm not on a construction site every day and Mm -hmm. rigid is every bit as good as my 10 year old milwaukee there you go and i'm mostly teasing denny it's i I just making fun of (laughs) but whatever you do even if it you know if you're into the wall tools don't i'm not saying don't buy ryobi but I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Just just stick to one and, and just stick. And you can find battery adapters on Amazon or eBay. Don't do it. Just just don't do it. Um, and also, you can buy knockoff batteries on Amazon or eBay. Don't do that either. Um, they've proven that they catch fire and it, they just don't have the quality of control that the OEMs do, right? So uh, just buy a couple of good uh, batteries and then you can buy the bare tools after that. So. Yeah, I tend to buy the, I tend to buy the kits when they're on sale because they always come with a couple yep. of batteries and a new charger, and you can never have too many of either, and it works well. Can't. But uh, no, I was like I said, I was mostly teasing. But it's uh, uh, if if you're gonna if you're gonna spend some if you're gonna spend some money on it, I would I would start it rigid and go up. Yep. But that's just my opinion, of course. Everyone else's mileage may vary. Uh, we're just starting all kinds of rabbit holes tonight. <laughs> Uh, Scott, you had some stuff. <laughs> that's how we're going to fill an hour out of this. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's totally all right. So I was going to say, um, where, where budget allows, like Hughes, have a budget. Um, know what you want to get. Have the money to get it. Um, from my end of it, um, my my number one priority thing is, uh, is water. So I'm looking at, uh, I either want to rewire my well pump so that I can hook the generator into it. Or at least, uh, if nothing else, get uh, a hand pump on the well. Um, of course, you have to be careful about that. They're being outside in the winter. They tech, they could freeze. You've got to make sure you get one that's uh, freeze protected, and they can be fairly expensive. But um, I've got a spare water pump, and it's got a plug on it. So I, I want to be able to have a plug on my other one. I was without power last week for nine hours, and I mean, it wasn't a big deal. I, I certainly wasn't running out of water or anything like that, but... It really got me thinking, yeah, I've got water, I've got, but it would really be nice to be able to pressurize it and, um, you know, for things like the toilet and that that kind of stuff. And so, um, obviously, the next big rabbit hole is uh, ham radio stuff. Uh, I want to get a rig for the truck. That's that's the first thing. And then we'll go from there. Uh, me and Eric went down to Barrie today to a little ham fest sort of thing they had going on down there. I'm not going to say there was a lot of great stuff. There was lots of stuff there. Uh, I think it was more junk that people wanted to get rid of. They didn't want any more for the vast part of it. Some of it was really good. Um, It was interesting to see what they had. I wasn't really going looking to buy anything, just kind of see what they had. Yeah, it was a big Uh, trunk. I wanted to get myself a pressure canner. 
Sorry, Eric. I just said it was a big trunk sale kind of idea. So yeah. just whoever wants to come and sell stuff out of the back of their trunk, come and park in the Legion and sell what you got. But yeah, it was kind of neat. That was all right. Uh, I want to get a pressure canner. Uh, that's that's on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, all the related stuff. So jars and lids and whatever, whatever. Um, I'm I'm sure it works. And I, I know it's great. I still struggle with the idea of putting uh, chicken or some kind of a meat in a bottle or a, the the jar and pressure canning it and going five years later to eat it and not thinking it's going to kill me. Uh, but um, <laughs> little um, botulism can't hurt anyone, right? I don't know. It'll just oh, clear yeah. you right out. You'll be fine. Oh, definitely will. Yeah. Um, I, put down, uh, I also want to get some batteries for my uh, solar backup. The ones I had have uh, gone over the Rainbow Bridge, so uh, I'm looking at something new. I like that uh, that idea that Hughes had. I'm going to be certainly looking into that, um, and uh, just have a Berkey water system just be able to purify the water as well something happened so those are the kind of the big things on my list and uh i think we're good i'm good to go from there that'll take keep me for a while so i i agree with you jeff i had pressure tanning stuff on my list also uh and interestingly my local canadian tire has a limit of two cases of bottles because they're having supply issues so i'm like oh that's so, you know, if every trip you pick up one or two, maybe it doesn't quite fall within the range of the uh, the episode. But I see value in having the ability to store food long-term. Yeah, Hopefully I mean, it won't kill you in five years. I mean, if you have <laughs> yeah, a, a big harvest from your garden, just pickle it. Just, you know, you can do pickled yeah. beans, pickled asparagus, pickled anything, right? So mm-hmm. it's a good way to preserve that stuff. Just can it and, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Or um, one of the uh, one of the Facebook groups, me and Eric are on. the uh, The guy put a a video on from uh, from somebody, and they they freeze dry or not freeze dry. They uh, dehydrate their food and then they powder it, and they put so they can in one jar of say powder tomato or tomatoes. One jar is equivalent to like eight of the other. If you wanted to make tomato paste or do something and. They said, you know what, you just do it a, a one-for-one or a three-for-one, depending on how thick or thin you want your tomato paste. You just mix it up again with water, and there you go, and you don't have to worry about it. That's a really good idea, too. I uh, No judgment, but I follow this uh, group of uh, hikers on TikTok, uh, and it's a couple, and they basically do these very long trips. Like They basically hike from Mexico to Canada, and now they're doing like a, uh, like a California at the East Coast thing. And they put a lot of work ahead of time in dehydrating their foods in order to basically just reheat them with hot water um, on the trail. So the ideas that they have is are just incredible as to what you can actually de- dehydrate and the amount of weight that they reduce by removing all the water from those meals. And they can carry on their backs almost two months worth of food just just by dehydrating it. It's it's unreal. So yeah. Wow. Wow. Two months. Whew. And it's all I mean, I mean, they are limiting their calorie intake. Um, but the sheer fact that they can carry, I mean, it's eight weeks of food on their backs. And as long as they have access to a source of water, they can boil the water, they can heat the water. Um, you know, you have hygiene, you have your meals, you have your drink water, you have everything, right? So yeah. I'm still judging you for being on TikTok. I am as well. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, you young whippersnappers. Mindless <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> uh, oh. We're going to have to figure out a way how to stream the show to TikTok now. <laughs> I'm In 30 sure seconds. It. Yeah. <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds at a time. Yep. Yep. You got it. Um, I like, I, I love when the Canadian tire flyer comes. I love looking, seeing what's on sale there. Princess auto just to slowly build up my prepper stock. Um, you know, sort of when I can wander in on a Tuesday and buy something before it's wildly popular and in crazy demand after whatever big thing has created a, a lousy environment for shopping. Um, so, I mean, we, we've talked about power, be it generators, solar panels, power inverters, um, or a wind turbine was something that I'd sort of mused about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already have it, but I think a, gener- a Generlink generator hookup was actually a fantastic investment um, so that I can power my entire electrical box and just choose what I want to power by flipping circuit breakers rather than uh, sort of running extension cords through the house or having to rewire it and be limited to which circuits um, mm-hmm. I can use. So um, one thing that I also chose for this list was uh, a bunch of chicken wire. Uh, in the event that through my garden is incredibly important to providing calories <laughs> to my family, I want to provide it to my family and not the local wildlife. Um, mm-hmm. So investing in some chicken wire now, I think makes a whole lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sort of having some frozen seeds, some sort of the ability to expand that garden if uh, if we're in a pinch. Chicken wire and T-bar posts. Yeah, it, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, freeze-dried food, I know no one really likes, but with that crazy long shelf life, mm-hmm. it's that safety buffer so that, you know, if things go horribly awry and it's not a growing season, um, or, you know, if it's a situation where you have to hunker down and you don't have, uh, have an option of going out and gardening and that kind of thing, um, sort of having that just as a, a safety buffer to me makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I, uh, I love my gravity works water filter. Uh, I think sort of having an extra one of those is a fantastic, um, fantastic idea. If I have to be drinking surface water, at least I'll, I'll know it's safe to drink. Um, and if I need a spare well pump to, uh, to make sure my well is running, it's probably a couple of hundred bucks, uh, well invested. Uh, sorry, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and one of the things that was sort of the, the initial idea for this topic was, uh, an extra wood stove, uh, depending Mm. on how your house is set up, what your arrangement is. Um, you know, whether installing a wood stove after the fact, um, because there's no more electricity, there's no more natural gas service, but you got, you know, presumably you have access to firewood. Um, so, you know, having a wood stove, I would love a wood cook stove. Uh, and then, you know, some of the extra chimney pieces so that you can install it. Maybe it's not officially wet certified, but I think if... <laughs> If, if it's in one of the situations we're describing, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to one of our seasonal episodes, or sticking with the whole clip issue, um, I think having extra installation supplies, be it vapor barrier, um, 
window, the shrink wrap kits, that kind of thing. So that if you do have to cordon off areas of the house, cause you can only sort of heat a small area efficiently, um, you know, sort of investing that ahead of time makes sense. You know, a roll of vapor barrier is going to go a long way. Um, I like EMP protection for my vehicles. Uh, who knows how well or poorly it's going to work, but uh, if you look at it as a little bit of investment in sort of uh, an insurance policy, to me, it kind of makes sense. You know, it's not a huge investment. I would love a 1960s or 70s pickup truck that's carbureted, <laughs> uh, you know, can run on any fuel. Um, but in the meantime, it's probably a whole lot more practical to just wire in one of these uh, protection devices. So um, just get the Model T that you learned to drive on, Scott. Obviously. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know the. <laughs> It was available in black or black. That's the, you know, any color you want, as long as it's black. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm also big on having a couple of extra pairs of shoes around, um, sort of good walking shoes. If we're in a situation where fuel is scarce, vehicles are hard to come by, uh, and walking is an important part of uh, our transportation, having a well-fitted pair of shoes that... Um, you know, if you you burn through your first pair, you know, when we look at crazy people who walk across the country, <laughs> uh, having a good pair of shoes makes a lot of sense. Uh, and or a human-powered transport, you know, bicycle and uh, and those spare parts. So, I absolutely second a, like another pair of like another good pair of shoes. Like I've got two pairs of work boots that are exactly identical, except one's about six months older than the other, and they are worth their weight in gold every day. Oh, absolutely. And uh, especially, uh, you know, if you're wearing steel toe and you have two pairs, you can alternate them day for day so they have a chance to dry out. They're so much better and they last so much longer that way. <laughs> so, um, Alan, you have talked about how boredom kills. Uh, oh, yeah. So I think having some entertainment is um, is a good investment. So I think, you know, a little video projector where you can play a movie for, for a group, you know, plan on something that you can run off your solar generator or just, you know, alligator clamp to a, a car battery and um, sort of keep people entertained and make an evening of it. Um, I'm quite excited about trying to do that this summer uh, in our backyard, have a little outdoor movie night for, you know, play some cartoons for the kids and stuff. I think that'll be, um, I think that's a great idea. So I can <clears throat> touch on that as well. I think from a prepping perspective, one of the things that I've done is uh, made sure that I have things to entertain my kids. I mean, my kids are three, five and or th sorry, three, six and eight. Um, they're not, you know, we're in a situation where, you know, we need to do adult things. Um, they're not going to understand and they're going to need to be entertained. And maybe mom and dad can't entertain them. So, um, you know, whether it be tablets or coloring books or books or anything that they can entertain, themselves with i think is is a big deal right so having that ability to uh charge those electronic devices having the ability to have hours and hours of mindless entertainment for them uh would be enough of a distraction for us to do what we need to do um so i think that's that's an important part of it as well yeah no, i totally agree absolutely something to mention there um the projectors that you can get nowadays they'll take a uh a usb stick or the memory cards for your phone 
You can download a ton of movies onto them or songs or, or music videos or even YouTube stuff, whatnot. You only need one machine to do it all, not a computer or a phone and the projector to go with it. And like, uh, like you were saying, he was like, run it off your solar generator. You're not wasting any fuel. Yep. Everybody's happy. Most of those things are Bluetooth. So you get a Bluetooth headset for the kids and pair one or two of them. And you're running silently with a movie in the background. Nobody knows is running. And yeah, I mean, you could still buy two or $3,000 projectors, but there's some on Amazon now. Like we bought one for a camper that was 150 bucks, I think. Uh, it's not the brightest, but I mean, it's, you know, we shoot it on the side of our travel trailer with a white bed sheet and it works. It works fine. I mean, it's got an LED lamp in it. So it's going to, I mean, you know, we're going to, we're going to throw this thing out before the LED lamp ever dies, hopefully. But I mean, for 150 bucks, it's a pretty good deal. And yeah, it's the same thing. It's got HDMI input. It has USB input. So same thing. Just put the supported file format files on the USB stick and away you go. That's it. That just sounds like a lot of fun. You know, who cares if it's on a bed sheet? You're not, you know, that that's part of the fun. Yeah. It's rustic in a trailer. <laughs> we went camping two years ago in our backyard and I had a projector from my parents' place from their business and a bunch of cardboard boxes and had uh, five or six of the neighborhood kids make a car. And one of the mothers brought out some uh, cardboard food trays and hooked it to the side of the car. And the kids thought they were a drive-in movie and they absolutely loved it. It was such a good time to see all these kids sitting in their little cars watching a movie on a big white screen. And oh yeah, they were they were having a ball. That's awesome. Um, I hadn't thought about the bulk consumables aspect, but uh, I mean, as I alluded to earlier, it's it's interesting how different people have kind of spun this topic. So in, in one conversation with a, a good friend about tonight, um, yeah, those bulk consumables the you know, a, a side of beef uh, or two years worth of birth control pills or whatever other medication you, uh, you need to stay on um, or fuel. So, roll the toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that, exactly. You have that larger stock to draw from and you continue rotating your in and out. So, you know, every month you use a pack of toilet paper, you add a pack of toilet paper, but you have that, that larger capacity. So that, if all of a sudden someone snaps their fingers and you know, modern society stops, we have, um, you know, we sort of have that, that bigger pool to draw from. So uh, there was one more thing I was going to mention, but I can't remember what it was. So I'll, I'll leave it to you guys. And we'll think of, it, it'll come to you. Don't worry. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody believes you, Scott. Nope. <laughs> Carbon monoxide detector. That's it. Carbon ah. monoxide detector. <laughs> I was going to say wood gasifier. Oh, wow. It's opposite day to day. <laughs> you can buy so well, many carbon monoxide detectors and fire extinguishers with $5,000. Oh, my God. Like so many. <laughs> I think that's a new record. We're like 54 minutes in. 54 that and a half was, minutes, I think it was. Yeah. That was- <laughs> That is a new Where's, a Ky- new where's Kyle? He's already fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah, he, he left a while ago. He's like, yeah, hey, it ain't happening tonight. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> so when this topic was put out there, um, 
I don't think the show notes were really out yet. And I started thinking of under about $700 or so. And then uh, somebody added it into the show notes, a hundred to $5,000. And I was like, well, I've already got some stuff down, so I'm just going to keep it. But I put down that if, if a budget again would allow it, uh, a bricky water filter system, because those things are awesome. And I can't wait to set mine up, which I haven't yet. Um, a water bob for extra storage of water so that you can filter it through your Berkey. Um, find some, find some pallets, old pallets. Everybody's got them. Cut them up for kindling for your wood stoves for Jeff's house. Uh, <laughs> uh, camping well, coolers. Well played. Yeah, camping coolers, right? Because your power is going to run out at some point. So get some camping coolers and some bags of ice and throw everything you can from your fridge into it to make it last a little longer. Uh, something that my parents just found out when they moved from their farm to a town um, they had only recently got a, uh, a water softener in and a lot of people forget the salt. Huh? Yo, yep. my, my water softener here is brand, well, it's a year and a half old. And over the course of one year, I ran through 14 bags of salt. So in the basement now I have seven bags of extra salt and I make sure I have three regular bags on hand. So I run through those. No problem. If something happens, I still have seven bags. And if something else happens, I don't make it to the store. Family emergency comes up in the middle of the day and I've got to run somewhere else instead of go get groceries. I have the salt at home. And you can use that Wait. stuff for lots of different stuff. You can use it for traction. You can use it to melt the ice on your driveway or on the road. Get things unfrozen. Just It's salt. Use it as salt. Um, I do like Jeff, your comment there, the the extra or spare uh, sump pump. Managed to pick myself up one of those. Uh, quality extension cords. I know uh, Eric, you and Scott have both said about the, the Generac system on your home. I think Eric, you have a standby. Yep. I, I have do, the yeah. Reliance system. I have the Reliance whole, well, it's uh, through the wall system. Hook your generator up outside, plug six cords on inside. But get yeah, that's, some, that's, get some what, that's what I've got. I've had it for a couple of years and it uh, it works great. Yeah, that's on, I have that's yet on to put, my, high on my list. There, I have yet to put mine in, but I knew I was doing the outside renovations this year, so I decided to wait until they're done and then install it. But I've seen other people with them and they uh, they agree with the, the purchase as well. That's a really good thing to have. So I'm itching to get everything done so I can install it and test it, make sure it works. But medium-sized preps, buy good quality extension parts, something that's not going to get really hot running from one end of the house to the other to run a sump pump. Yep. That's a good point. And, and the, be the beauty with those, uh, they, they call them a through-the-wall kit, is basically you're not you're not propping your door open and running three or four extension cords through a propped open door at the middle of the night when it's minus 30 you just i yes. mean it's you, you plug the cord into the you, to the power box on the out on the outside and plug all your cords on the inside and you're nice and toasty warm and if you if you put it through the wall at a good spot inconspicuous spot when you leave or if you sell your house you can take it with you Put it on your next house. Good point. Extra shingles or tarps for your roof should mm -hmm. something happen. 
plywood for the doors and windows again should something happen brilliant um, yeah uh, i agree with you scott to get the um, 5k on that the, the window any, kits what's that I you can spend 5k on plywood without any effort oh hell yeah <laughs> i did a delivery the other day 15 sheets of plywood half inch good both sides was a uh, hundred and ten dollars each that's painful those I, were 35 bucks two years ago 35 bucks yeah deserts. yeah i know i've done lots of lumber deliveries and i've seen the lumber prices go up like crazy and i'm just in the middle of renovations hmm. um but uh, a driveway salt or more uh, water softener salt uh, I did put in here, just about everybody else put it in here, a set of handheld radios, hams or otherwise, just for communication with down the road, around the corner, as far as you can get with it. Um, fuel cans, jerry cans. You can buy two for under 30 bucks at Costco, and they're 20 liter, the, I want to say Reliance ones, but I'm not sure. I think it's Scepter. Scepter, that's the ones. Yes. That's the ones. I've got six of them in my shed right now. They're great. Um, canning supplies and or equipment, mm -hmm. cans of sterno gel, the, uh, the small gel that goes under the sterno pots on a, like a buffet, buffet table, canned heat. Some people refer to them as, but get gel. Even if the pot, even if the, the can opens, it's not going to spill everywhere and, and contaminate everything. And you can scoop them out and lay them, like spread a layer on a, uh, uh, a wet log and light it. It'll eventually start burning the log. Hmm. All right, a small-scale hydroponic system. Start, some, start growing some stuff inside like Jeff's done. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what I had. Awesome. Cool. I like it. Anybody got anything else to add to the list? All right, silence from the panel. Let's move into the <laughs> podcast challenge, shall we? So podcast challenge for this week, uh, don't waste your cash on stuff like RRSPs, education, or, or paying the mortgage. Come on, who, who does that? Just nah, God. you don't need that. <laughs> that's, that's Ian talking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seriously, go out, uh, make a list, and start uh, start putting together some medium-sized purchases that you think could be useful for, uh, for your, your preparedness. And what fits in with what it is that you're preparing for. Lots of guns and ammo. And if you're Ian, lots of guns <laughs> and ammo. I, I hear CGN's a good place to do that. Yes, I, I do hear CGN, 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 yeah. CGN. Did it work? Is he here? No? No? Uh, well, well. You have to say it three times in your mirror with the lights off. <laughs> All right, let's move into upcoming events, shall we? You want to run with Maple Seed? Yeah, Maple Seed events are coming up. Um, they pop up everywhere across the country. Um, it is uh, it is a, a great way to go out and learn the fundamentals of shooting. And if you would like to go learn about that, uh, mapleseedrifleman.com slash events. Uh, find one near you. Awesome. Also uh, coming up... Uh, you know, I don't even know what that is, so maybe somebody else can run with yeah. it. I was honestly going to skip over it because I don't know what it is either. All right. <laughs> so somebody put a thing in here and we don't know what it is. So it'll be in the show notes. Ruzo March? Ah, okay. Go, go for it. 
Yeah, the, the Russo March is a uh, Finnish thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a rucking march, or mar uh, like a rucking challenge march. I did uh, some of it last year with Pierre from the other CPP. Um, they have a four-day march in, I guess it's in May this year. I don't know if it's every year that that time. Um, 10 to 40 kilometers every day, if you like, for four days. See how terrible. far you can get. Uh, yeah, I did 10 kilometers with Pierre uh, last year. That was our first year doing it. It wasn't that bad. Weighted, if you want, um, you can sign up at uh, Ruzel Four Day March. I'm assuming that's the link there in the show notes. Um, I think it was the Finns who started it, the Finnish army who started it, or the Reserve Army who started it, and now it went worldwide. And last year, uh, I think it was the the Canadian Patriot podcast placed second overall internationally for their group March. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. We've got, uh, the annual preppers meet is uh, going on in Desboro, Ontario, uh, July 7th to the 10th. Can we so call it annual if it didn't happen in the last two years? Uh, a lot of places can't call themselves annual <laughs> the last two years, I suppose. The last two years don't <laughs> so, count. No, there, yeah, this, yeah, that was the hiccup. Last years has never happened. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll call it the annual minus the last two years prepper meet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still in Desborough, Ontario, uh, July the 7th to the 10th. Uh, check out annualpreppersmeet.com. If you're on the Book of Faces, they're on there as well. Uh, so check it out and come on out for a weekend of fun and uh, knowledge sharing. Yeah. Before we get too far, I just want to point out a couple of the comments from the feed. Uh, Freya has... A bunch of great ideas. Um, I believe she has some livestock. So all of a sudden thinking about uh, chlorine water containers, extra buckets for uh, animal feed or water, uh, sort of their requirements. So yeah, that's, you know, again, looking at your own needs, what's a good investment to, to look after yourself and your, your situation. So kudos to Freya. Just want to mention to Freya as well. I saw your comment about uh, who are the hikers on TikTok, and uh, the account is actually called Through Hikers, T H R U Hikers, as one word. Uh, and they make some great content on there about uh, dehydrating food and whatnot. Still not judging about TikTok, by the way. I am. Have you downloaded the app yet, Eric? Or are you using it yet? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, for Freya, the one I mentioned about the. Uh, the YouTube one, her it's uh, her name is Jill Winger, uh, W I N G E R, and uh, it's old fashioned on purpose, uh, is her on YouTube, and she's the one that I've been looking at about uh, doing the powdered uh, stuff. No TikTok for you, Jeff? No, nope, no TikTok. Not yet. <laughs> but TikTok Free makes a good goes. point there. Free makes a good point about all that stuff for feed and for uh, for livestock and whatnot. And it also goes for all your, your own pets as well. The stock upon their food and meds and, and equipment supplies and everything you need. And that's one of those things for boredom and uh, psychological. If your kids are happy with the cat now, well, they're still going to be happy with the cat in the emergency. And if you don't have enough food for them, well, egg rolls tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, boy. Shall, shall we move into the deal of the week with that? It's not uh, an egg rolls, is it? No, no. Uh, so 
if you go to Canadian Tire, they have meteor protection trampolines on sale this week. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to understand how a trampoline fits in the prepping, but yeah. (laughs) It's to protect you from the falling space debris. Yes, we learned this a few episodes ago. Um, Incidentally, further in the flyer, they also have a 100-watt solar panel uh, with a stand and charge controller that's about 100 bucks off. Um, so normally two seventy nine on for one seventy nine ninety nine, uh, and considering how all of us seem to have added solar panels and uh, solar generators to our lists, it seemed appropriate. I like it. You can power your things while bouncing the meteors away. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. Very important. Don't forget to wear your helmet. All right. Shout outs. Anybody? Well, we'll move into email and iTunes reviews then. So uh, we've got an email here from Aaron and it says, uh, hello, uh, we love your podcast and learn a ton. Uh, Thanks to laughs as well along the way. Sure, she's probably uh, referencing the whole meteor trampoline thing. Uh, So uh, inspired by you, we just passed our basic with honors ham exam and are now looking forward to uh, some handhelds. So congratulations. Congratulations. I know where you can get some. Good job. There you go. (laughs) Uh, We're curious if uh, you have heard of these for EMP proofing a car. Seems super easy. uh, And there's a link to uh, empshield.com. Thanks for any insight you may have. And it's signed off, Aaron. So myself, I've not heard of them. But um, anything's better than nothing, I would have supposed. Anybody Uh, else heard of them? I've heard of them. Um... I mean, at the end at the end of the day, the the honest truth is, you never know if something's going to work until the EMP thing happens. So, I I don't know. It's we'd have it, to see. Uh, I mean, like you say, military something's certified. better than nothing. But who knows? Well, if it's military certified, then it's, yeah, it says military certified, which which means it's probably jar- garbage. Yeah, that they must be telling the truth. Uh, I. Based on this email, crawled around uh, their website, looking at uh, at the products and what they had, and looking at uh, the military standards that they were sort of trying to accomplish. And uh, it looks—I mean, to me, it looks legit. Um, I mean, I uh, I have some EMP stuff in my vehicle uh, that we. We got from uh, through Arthur Radley's website. Um, I quite uh, you know easy enough to install, and the you know the the science behind it seems to make sense. If there's somewhere for that current to go, that's you know means it's not frying your little circuit board. Uh, so that's the idea. Looking at these guys, um, I was interested in the whole house stuff, and you know their product it seems like they've put the effort into having it developed and tested in some of these uh, these labs so i can't vouch for them but to me it looks legit and especially based on tonight's subject matter if this is one of those medium-sized investments you know you're spending a couple hundred bucks on a product like this um but it's that insurance policy yeah i i don't think it could hurt my house so i don't think it's a bad idea Unless it's listening to you. Mm-hmm. 
that hurt, that hurt I carry my phone around. I know it's already listening to me. Like this Nokia flip phone, you know, it's going to do something, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to text in T9. <laughs> oh, this is the generation before T9. It's fine. Oh, wow. You're going old school. Gotcha. Smoke signals. Great. <laughs> Awesome. Well, with that, I will bring episode number 158 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, help us out, submit a review. It does help other people find us. And we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. If you want to reach me directly, you can get me at Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. You're muted. Sorry about that. For me, uh, you can reach me at Hughes at SigmaRanch.com. I also have my own YouTube channel. Just search Sigma Ranch on YouTube. And you can just reach me at uh, feedback at the prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, for Scott, email to feedback sounds great or Bitcoin into my wallet. Feel free. Thanks, Elon. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> see, see last week's episode for his Bitcoin wallet address. And you can find most of us at some point or another on the Discord channel. Yep. Link for which is in the show notes. Absolutely. <laughs> you can reach me at batbradcpp at gmail.com if you so need to. All right, and uh, please check out uh, Rapid Survival, rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. You can also email me at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Thanks for joining us this evening, and until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>